Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining our podcast. It's Ilan Haimov, partner here at Greenhouse and Jenks. And with me today is Dr. Jeff Cole of the USC Annenberg School of Communications, where he's a director for the Digital Future as well as a research professor. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Delighted to be here, and no doctor, just Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> uh, we really just have two questions for you. And it relates to looking back and looking forward. You were with us uh, on a podcast a couple of years ago, and what we wanted uh, your perspective on, what are the key changes you have seen in the last couple of years? And then what uh, in your crystal ball do you see in terms of biggest potential game changers in the film and television industry, which could be across the board, it could be consumer preferences, technology advances, as well as consolidation, and many other things you may be seeing from your perspective. Well, that, that should be fun, so let's get started then. Um, well, let's, let's look at the biggest change since we talked last. I mean, I think this period, the second half of 2019, and the next year or so is gonna be the most important transformation in the entertainment business since the beginning of television and the ways in which we get entertainment. The streaming wars are beginning. And you know what's really changed in two years is Rupert Murdoch, the most powerful man in the media and entertainment business, looked around and realized he had become a small player. And Rupert didn't get small, everyone around him got big. He's now was now competing with trillion dollar companies. And my favorite example as to how the size of the players has changed comes from Apple. So Tim Cook says, maybe we ought to be in the entertainment business. And Apple goes and hires two of the best television production executives over at Sony, Zach and Jamie, brings them to Apple, and I'm paraphrasing just slightly, and says, guys, maybe we ought to be in the entertainment business. Maybe we ought to be in the television business. We're not sure, but let's dabble. Let's experiment. See what you can do. And then almost as if he's reaching around in his pocket looking for spare change, he says, oh, and here's $2 billion. The scale has changed. You have all these new players, AT&T taking over, you know, of course, Time Warner. We're waiting to see what happens with Facebook and Google and Alibaba and Tencent in China. But the real change that we're seeing immediately is streaming. The consumer is about to get screwed. You know, we, the consumers had this incredible deal for the last five years or so. For $10 a month, we've gotten movies from Disney, Warner, Universal, Paramount, Sony, Fox. And in three years to replicate that, it's going to cost $50 a month. So all of a sudden, this preferred position Netflix has, I think, is threatened. Netflix has only been able to spend $12 billion a year on original content because they've grown. They've grown because they've had such good content. They're losing all the Disney, Marvel, Pixar, Lucasfilm content. 
They're losing the Warner and the Universal. They're not just losing the movies. They're losing the most popular programming on Netflix, television series, Friends, The Office. All of a sudden, we're seeing all of these new players. Netflix is going to be just another uh, streaming service. Uh, Disney is entering. Disney, the only studio that has ever had a brand, priced at $7. They start November 12th. I think people at $7 don't say uh, Disney or Netflix. They say Disney and Netflix. Apple getting in, as we mentioned, Universal, Warner, the whole business is changing. I think Sony, actually, I think Disney really believes this is the future of the whole company. I don't know that they're necessarily believing that theatrical will go away, but I think they believe theatrical is going to be less important, that we're moving in a direct-to-consumer relationship, most of that through streaming. So this whole war, shakeout, who survives, all really begins when the first new streaming service you know, goes, on, goes on air, although not technically air, goes on the Internet on November 12th. Um, and then just to your other question, I think even though I said theatrical, Disney may think theatrical is becoming less important. I think the most interesting development uh, that we've seen hints of in the last two years that I think is going to become really powerful is movie passes. Now, I don't mean movie pass by the brand name movie pass. They did something really extraordinary. For $10 a month, you could go see one movie a day. That was a pretty phenomenal bargain. It turns out it made no sense. They were going bankrupt at an alarming pace. But I think what we saw from that is there's a real hunger to go to the theater. The problem is just that whole theatrical experience has become too expensive. A family of four, it depends what city you live in, but in Los Angeles, a family of four is $14 for the two parents each, 28, 10 for the kids, you're at 48, and another 40, 50 bucks for food. Uh, I think we were only going to the movie theater when it was a big, massive tentpole kind of movie. When there was a movie pass, people started going to the movies more, were willing to take a chance. We started seeing documentaries like RBG, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary, or the Mr. Rogers, Won't You Be My Neighbor, or the Three Identical Strangers doing really well. It showed there's a real latent love of going to the movies, and we've largely suppressed that because it's been too expensive. Dinner and a movie has been replaced in most instances by Netflix and Uber Eats. So I think the movie pass made no sense, but we're seeing that the AMC and Regal have really good alternatives. I think we're going to see a return to going to the movies. So those are the two things that I think are most interesting at the moment. A couple of follow-up items. Sure. One, broadcast networks. Uh, I wanted to see if you can share your thoughts about them, because you mentioned earlier um, Murdoch and uh, his, his sale of uh, 20th Century Fox. Uh, but ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox are still thriving. There's a lot of people watching 
those networks, especially with respect to live television. Uh, and, and wanted to get your perspective about, if anything, if you see any changes with the networks. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up with the networks. I love the networks. Even though we hear about all this loss of audience, it's, for, it's from a lot of different sources. The networks still account for a large percentage of viewing. Um, I think how we view has changed a lot by age. Our work shows that for people under the age of 30, only 20% of their television is live. The other 80 is recorded or streamed. And of the 20 that's live, it's almost all sports. I do believe, and I don't say this happily, and I've heard since I was a little boy that the networks were going away, I do think the networks are entering their final phase. And what I think brings down the networks is Amazon and Facebook and Google. Jeff Bezos decided he didn't want to build a, excuse me, he didn't want to buy a studio. He would build one. And he built Amazon Prime into a studio that's won Emmys and Oscars and spends about $6 billion on original production. Well, now Bezos is interested in sports. And he's starting to buy little sports rights because they're available. I think they're getting a taste for it. I think the next time the NFL and the NBA and Major League Baseball and the NHL come up, he's going to bid on them. If I'm wrong, it'll be two cycles from now, but I think it'll be the next cycle. And as I've said to the broadcast networks, who's going to outbid the richest man in the world? Not you. And uh, the, right now, the networks are losing money on sports. The programming is essential. As we mentioned, the only thing that really brings in massive live audiences. And... Um, uh, but we think they're losing money we, uh, on the sports as they are. We don't think they can continue to up and up and up. Last year, on the four networks, eight of the top ten shows were sports. Seven of the eight were NFL. So I think if the broadcast networks lose sports, and I think it's inevitable they will, I think they don't go bankrupt and disappear, but they collapse as linear free-to-air networks. And I do think that's going to happen in the next five to eight years. And one final item, 5G. Is it coming soon? 5G is a really big deal. It's the biggest mistake most people make is they think 5G is to 4G as 4G was to 3G. In other words, it's just faster and makes stuff on your phone work faster. It does do that. But 5G is a game changer. It the, provides the uh, infrastructure for driverless cars. It can do telesurgery with no lag. You can download a movie in five to 10 seconds. But 5G is a really big deal. It's the point at which we no longer talk about the difference between wired and wireless. It's also potentially a cable killer because we can now get our television through Verizon and AT&T. The telcos, especially Verizon, are investing heavily. 5G is real. It's being deployed in systems around the country. But if I were a consumer, I would put 5G out of my mind for 18 to 24 months. 
there, it's sporadic. It's coming in, but in two years, every phone, every system will be 5G, and delays will will largely be a thing of the past. It's going to change everything. Well, we thank you. That was uh, enlightening and interesting. So we really thank you again, Jim, for joining us uh, for for our podcast. My pleasure. Hopefully, we'll do it in another year or two. But uh, always fun. Thank you. Right.